0: Welcome back to Wrong and Wronger, where it's a toss of a coin this week. Which co host is in a worse mood, me or Breakwell? It's early, we're cranky, he's got kids in the background. The only disaster I can report is my current state of mental health. But, James, let's put it all behind us for a moment. How are you doing today?
1: I am spectacular. You continue your streak of finding the most inconvenient time possible to record this podcast, and I either have to take it or leave it, and today, for some reason, I took it. So here we are.
0: Wow, and I believe uh, during your pre-show Bark At Me session, you said that I have somehow made you a worse father than you already were, and James, I aspire to new heights every time I talk to you.
1: Yes, so uh, my kids are not on the bus yet. They're actually opening the door to go out to the bus at this very moment, but I think it's not the bus. It's actually the garbage man. Anyway, they uh, <laughs> they had to turn off the TV, which is their only joy in life before they go to school, so I could record this without a bunch of sounds in the background. So you destroyed their morning, and you only yeah. get so many of those in your childhood. So really, you destroyed their childhood, too, in addition to making mm. me a worse parent. So you are on a roll today.
0: Ah. Oh. I will be gone but not forgotten when this podcast is over, James. They will remember this day as it will mark the one day of infamy in their childhood.
1: I hope someday they build statues of you so my children can tear them down.
0: (laughs) And have pigeons poop on them before they get (laughs) torn down and desecrated. Yes. Well, speaking of desecration... I, James, am going to report to you something that I have never reported on this show, and that is nothing bad happened at my house this week.
1: I don't believe you. I think you are a
0: liar. Actually, it did. God dang it.
1: (laughs) My doubt is once again justified. Even if nothing new went wrong, I bet you all the old stuff that went wrong has not been fixed. So it's just like the status quo <laughs> of awful is not an improvement. But apparently there is something that went wrong. So please share with now, us what went wrong.
0: I forgot the gate opener broke on Friday.
1: Were and you that, trapped in or out?
0: Uh, we were trapped. Wife was in. I was out. Ooh. <laughs> Which, you know, now that you frame it that way, it may not have actually had anything go wrong organically. It's interesting. Will, but, uh, oh, will it open uh, without
1: uh, the opener or not?
0: No, it wouldn't. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, we can uh, disassemble it. Just take the arm off the gate, basically, and then swing the gate open by hand. But uh, Mrs. Steve called the gate guy, who uh, started complaining that it's an hour and a half for him to get from his place to our place, uh, to which she replied, that's not my problem. You installed the gate, You or the opener, you... Uh, Uh, guaranteed the opener, and now you'll come fix the opener. And he did. Friday afternoon, he showed up at our house at 4 o'clock, and he fixed the (laughs) damn gate opener. And now it works like a charm.
1: this has to be uh, like the definition of a first world problem your estate is so vast that it not only has a (laughs) gate but it doesn't get a gate opener and when the gate opener broke you could not lower yourself to either one (laughs) get out of your car and manually open the gate or two just abandon your vehicle and walk around the gate because we know you did not fence in your property it only blocks the driveway and will keep out no intruder who has even the least a bit of cardio ability like if they are willing to walk what a third of a Mile, they can go in and rob you of anything you have.
0: First of all, uh, I I resent the implications because second of all, you're dead wrong on all counts. (laughs) Well, not all counts necessarily. You are correct in assuming I did not fence in my property, but it was pre-fenced when I bought it. So there's barbed wire going around the whole thing, and the barbed wire goes right up. and I've sent you a picture of my gate you can see the barbed wire going right up to the gate. So you can't go around it without climbing through or over barbed wire. And uh, to yes, we can manually open it and close it, except the gate wouldn't stay opened or closed. And frankly, we would like to have it secured. So in order to do that without the opener, we'd have to do it the way we had to do it for several months before the opener guy showed up first to install the opener, which is get out of the car... Walk up to the gate, undo the padlock, take the chain off, swing the gate open by hand, pull up about 30 feet, get out of the car again, go back to the gate, swing it shut, put the chain around it, and then put the padlock back on, go back to the car, and then continue driving. And believe me, when there is a deluge coming down from the very heavens above, that is not a fun process to go through.
1: Who exactly are you keeping out? Because I know nobody wants to visit you, and you also have nothing Jim, worth stealing man. since you, you invested all of your money in that property. You have nothing left. You don't even have a kitchen.
0: They can't Dude, even steal your
1: appliances.
0: I don't know what they'll steal, but they sure as hell have no problem coming up the driveway and just parking in front of the house. Didn't I tell you those stories? God, people suck. So when we <laughs> bought the place, like when we would have workers coming or I didn't feel like shutting the gate behind me, I'd show up on a weekend just to work and leave the gate open, like physically standing open so that I would just have to drive out and close it. I didn't feel like getting in and out and in and out. And out. Anyway, there were several cases of people just driving up the driveway and then throwing it into park right in front of the house. And I remember one lady in particular, crazy ass lady. So she was sitting there, and I walked up to the driver's side window, and she rolled it down real friendly, and I said, can I help you? And she said, no. And then there was this long, awkward pause, and I said, you know, this is private property. And she said, oh. And I said, "Uh, this is our property now, so you're going to have to go. And she went, (laughs) oh. So I walked into the house and kept watching her through the door and she didn't move so I went back out and I said is there anything more I can do for you and she said no (laughs) like this whole thing confused the crap out of her so finally she started driving away like down the driveway and then she stopped halfway down the driveway and I'm like god dang it so I trudged my ass over to her van again and I said what's up And uh, she said, "Oh, uh, 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 I'm just uh, trying to figure out like my way home or something like that." And I was like, "No, you." And this was not the only example of something like that happening. People would come up the driveway. In fact, one time when I was at the God, God, I hate people. One time I was at the office and Mrs. Steve was with the guy who was uh, installing the tile in our shower and uh, someone just walked right into the house. Like, uh, thank God the guy installing the shower is kind of a big dude. Like, this guy just freaking walked into our house. And uh, so Mrs. Steve is like, what are you doing? And then the tile guy kind of came out and took care of it. But this is the kind of stuff that we have to deal with were it not for a locked gate that has, and I think they were already installed when I sent you the picture of the gate, good big no trespassing signs on both sides of the gate. That's what you need. Good fences make good neighbors, James Breakwell.
1: I have... So many questions. And first of all, don't you get like one car on your road a day?
0: You would think that, but apparently that one car is pretty interested in what's going on up the hill at the old, uh, that other guy's name place.
1: All right. Second of all, the guy who just walked into the house, so we yes. know the lady in the van just had no explanation. What did the guy who walked into the house say? He was
0: friends with the guy who used to own the house and what. Ah! Oh, God, I'm getting a headache remembering this, James. He wanted to know what happened to the tractor and the bush hog that were on the property. Now, the ironic thing about it is both of those were stolen in stages by the neighbors over the last few years. The final thing. When we finally arrived on the property in August of 2021, I don't know if you know what a bush hog is, but it's like a big thing that you pull behind a tractor. Mm -hmm. You would know because you grew up in farmland, but people don't know. So the tractor was stolen long ago. The bush hog was left behind. At some point, one of the neighbors came and stole the tires off the bush hog. (laughs) So when we showed up on the property, we found the bush hog and it was like uh, it was literally on cinder blocks. Like, we were in the middle of Cabrini Green on the south side of Chicago with our bush hog. They took the tires, left it on cinder blocks, and then a month later we showed up one day and the whole thing was gone. I don't know how or who (laughs) dragged that sucker out of there without tires, but lo and behold, it was gone. And uh, this guy, who was a friend of the previous owner, was coming to find out whatever happened to those things. What became of those? Apparently he wanted to cast his lot for them.
1: And uh but you ended up with a bush hog. Did you get a different bush hog or did you get that bush hog back?
0: I did I don't have a bush hog per se, I have uh the big ass mower. Now Mrs. Steve has been talking recently about trading the big ass mower, the bam, in for a tractor and a bush hog. And uh, I'm not sure what we're going to end up with. I love the BAM. A bush hog and a tractor would be a lot more versatile, so we may end up going that way. We thought we were going to get both, but as it turns out, we can't afford both because (laughs) the property is a giant mouth to hell that sucks all of our money down with it. So I don't know. We don't have a bush hog per se. That's the short answer to your question.
1: In the sale of the house, were you supposed to get the bush hog and the tractor? No. Okay. So you cannot, However, you can-
0: we were thinking though, you know, I don't know if they even remember that bush hog is there because it was in chest high grass and sort of buried out on the property. Mm. Now it didn't have tires, but hell, I'll put tires on the thing, right? But no, no, that disappeared. Uh, it disappeared.
1: Have you considered launching an exploratory expedition and maybe stealing a tractor back, perhaps that tractor or a different tractor? It seems that's just the way things are done in these parts. Just find somebody who forgot to lock their gate, drive up. If somebody finds you and confronts you, act confused. And if they don't confront you, steal their tractor.
0: (laughs) Or they'll say, can I help you? And I'll be like, no,
1: that lady that lady was on tractor patrol and you thought she was just this this confused innocent lady and she was there she probably had another guy like a, she probably had a team of tractor hike specialists just waiting in the woods for her to give the all clear like that's that's what's going on there
0: yeah this might be my city folk mentality but i don't believe those things happen out of confusion like people like that are dangerous and i wanted her the heck off my property
1: I do like that you confronted her like six times in a row. One, it shows that you're, uh, you know, are very belligerent. But two, it shows you also lack authority. Like ordering off, her off your property once didn't get the job done. You had to tell her to leave like six times.
0: Yeah, uh, that was before. Uh, <laughs> I'm never sure how much to say on this podcast. <laughs> break well, but I will say that was before we had. Uh, <laughs> Well, hell, I'll just... That was before we had our guns on the property. So Ah. uh, were I to go confront again, I would be carrying a little more authority with me. (laughs) going to go
1: out and confront the lady in the minivan holding a gun. <laughs> Hope it's a machine gun, maybe an elephant gun, something something large and intimidating or maybe perhaps a perhaps a civil war cannon. I'm sure those are still floating around out there. <laughs> Just mounted at the end of the driveway pointing down uh, to get the inf- to get the information across that this is not a welcoming place and you are not a welcoming person. You are best left alone for everyone's safety, especially the safety of people watching this podcast. And now you know why we have so much trouble getting new listeners. I, and viewers.
0: I just figured it was the way you look. But now that you're mentioning it, yeah, there's probably more to it than that.
1: I mean, when you build your entire persona over driving people away, at some point, they're going to believe you.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. Out where I live, it is the Wild West. In fact, Mrs. Steve and I, we, we, every Sunday, we go to breakfast at a little diner in town. And it's, it is... It does not disappoint. It is on brand in almost every sense of the word that you can imagine—a rural Southern diner. But we were sitting there uh, on Sunday, and uh, we were noticing—I'm <laughs> not even making this up—well over half the patrons were packing heat, sitting there eating <laughs> breakfast like they got they got uh, like holsters on. The the holsters don't look like what uh, like the Marshal on Gunsmoke had. The holsters now are like a it's almost like a clip on your belt that uh, mm-hmm. the gun goes down into. It's not a real holster. But, yeah, a lot of folks carrying sidearms with them, and it's uh, it's a different way of life out there for sure.
1: Well, they've probably had one too many people in minivans roll up to them, and now they're not taking chances. This is, this is how you, you what, become man, them.
0: People respect boundaries <clears throat> out there because you don't know what's going to happen if you tread on someone else's property.
1: So you were saying this lady in the minivan disrespected you cuz you did not yes. have your holder like you need to be you need to be armed on your property like you would be armed in a pancake house is what you're telling me just at all times ready for a gun battle
0: Yeah yeah Uh, Either with another human or with a coyote or with a mountain lion? Yes, absolutely. But I will say, as uh, I've told you in the past, the sheriff came driving up, just minding his own dandy business up our driveway a couple times and uh, chatted with us. But I told him about the lady, and uh, he said, Yeah, people in town, they'll start knowing that someone bought this place over time, and that'll slow down. Because the place had been empty for so long, I think people just got used to coming up and squatting on it. The sheriff said that he kicked a couple drifters out of the house over the 3 years. Like the the property was known to have been vacant.
1: Like they were actually inside or were they sleeping yes. on the porch?
0: No, they were inside.
1: Did you consider that all of the more lurid items inside perhaps belonged to the drifter and not to the former convict resident? Perhaps <laughs> you falsely <laughs> maligned him?
0: perhaps but as the stories from the town folk mount about this guy I don't think we were wrong James
1: man I guess I guess I've just been using my life wrong when I find out a property is (laughs) unoccupied I don't think hey let me go drive around and gawk let me just stand on this land for no reason I just I just don't I mean what what is there that I would want but I guess I'm not a tractor thief I'm not a bam thief Mm -hmm. I didn't uh I, I've missed out on life so much. Now, when you go into the diner, is there, like, chatter about who might have an undefended tractor, or is that verboten? <laughs> I,
0: was, I think I tweeted a couple weeks ago, I went to get my hair cut at uh, the barber. And I was the youngest person in there by at least 150 years. Nice. And the, the five guys that were in there, the conversation the whole time I was getting my hair cut was about stuff they've shot from their porch. I swear to God that's true.
1: (laughs) Okay, you can't make fun of them. 99% of your content on Twitter now is about how much you want to kill coyotes. And yet you haven't killed a
0: single coyote. Uh, James, since we've physically lived on the property, I haven't seen a coyote. We saw coyotes when we didn't live there yet. And now that we're there, I think the coyotes have gotten wind that there's humans all the time. So they stay back. But we hear them a lot. So they're out there doing their thing.
1: Have we had a coyote conversation since I sent out that newsletter about coyotes? No, but
0: I read it and I was giddy reading it. Like, oh, Breakwell can relate to my plight. Yes.
1: Yes. So I have have two coyote stories. I guess the the one that's, well, the one, you know, a coyote, a rabid coyote, possibly rabid coyote. At least a very strangely acting coyote went after my mom and cornered her in somebody's garage when she was out delivering groceries for one of those grocery apps. And it was a very long and convoluted story, but I just summed it up in 10 seconds there. And she survived somehow and is still delivering groceries. But the other story, uh, in my area, somebody was trapping coyotes. Apparently, it is legal to set out coyote traps because coyotes are a garbage animal and only garbage people appreciate them. So you can just kill them by any means possible. You know, bear traps, landmines, airstrikes, whatever you got. Like, everything's fair game for killing coyotes in Indiana. And anyway, somebody set out, like, uh, it wasn't a bear trap, but it was a bear-style trap, that kind of thing that grabs an animal's leg. And Uh-oh. instead of a coyote, oh no, he caught a bobcat.
0: Oh, oh, and he, you're gonna say he caught a three-year-old or something
1: <laughs> like that? <I> <laughs> so he caught a bobcat, and he had to call DNR. He's like, "What the <laughs> heck do I do with this?" Can you, and DNR came, and they let the thing out of the trap, and it just ran away, happy as can be. Apparently, there are bobcats in Central Indiana, which I didn't know. They're they're tiny. I mean, they're not tiny tiny. They're bigger than a house cat, but they're not like a a mountain lion or anything they're like 20 or 30 pounds but yeah apparently there are bobcats around here and you do not want to kill them but if you were trying to kill coyotes and accidentally catch a bobcat in your coyote trap you don't get in trouble because you're trying to kill coyotes like trying to kill coyotes is your get out of jail free card you could like rob a bank and when they arrest you say i was trying to kill coyotes and they just let you go i mean it's just a free pass around here
0: <laughs> and i was uh Surprised to hear coyotes are one of the only animals that you can hunt year round with no restriction. Like, uh, you are absolutely correct.
1: I guess they just. Either they must not be worth killing or they must be really hard to kill for them to just have unlimited open season on them all the time. Like you'd think they must serve some useful purpose in the ecosystem, but I guess they're like mosquitoes. I've heard experts say, it's like, you know, everybody's like, oh, everything, even the bad animals have a place in the in the food chain. But what if we kill all the mosquitoes? And everybody's just like, eh, I guess the bats would eat something else. Like they don't they don't make up enough of the food of any one species to cause a species to die if mosquitoes were gone. So we could drive mosquitoes to extinction and nobody would care and everyone's lives would be better and I feel like coyotes are in that same you know that same category it's not like they eat rats or anything that's kind of the cat's domain and they can sometimes take down deer but not enough to really be helpful they're just kind of a garbage animal in between they might eat your small dog they might chase away the deer you want to see but yeah everybody be happier if they were gone apparently especially you but then you have nothing to tweet about and you have to just go back to tweeting about chasing people in minivans so maybe the coyotes
0: are good for you I do believe that they eat a fair amount of field mice because we will come upon coyote poop fairly often, and it'll have fur in it, like a really? gray, dark gray fur, like field mouse fur. Yeah. You sure it's not
1: like a? I don't know. I, 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 would you think it would be harder to catch a mouse or a rabbit? To put your put your hat yourself in a coyote's shoes now or paws? What? Which is easier for them to catch?
0: the mice are surprisingly slow. Like uh, <laughs> when I'm out on the bam, the mice are darting in front of it and like I'm sort of disturbing their habitat. And so the mice, man, and they're pitch black against right now all of the grass is brown, so you can't miss them. And they're very slow and they kind of leap when they're running so i'm thinking the birds don't even have to be close to see we got hawks circling all the Mm -hmm. time picking these things off and uh, the rabbits that we have around us are brown so i know it's not there for they're a different color and the rabbits are big like uh, that's a meaty rabbit i imagine it would make a good meal however the rabbits are quick compared to the field mice interesting
1: yeah that's uh yeah, I guess that's not how I would have broken it down. I okay, I'm gonna have to give a, a warning here. If you're a vegetarian or a vegan, go ahead and turn off this broadcast. Not that you would have made it 20, <laughs> 20 minutes in, but as you know, I eat mostly meat, and uh, that rubs people the, some, the, the wrong way. And there's a a vegetarian and vegan crowd out there that will put like carnivore hashtags on their posts just to get a rise out of you. And they go on and on about how killing <laughs> animals is wrong. And the and the carnivore counter to that is always when they're growing your soybeans for tofu or whatever else. Like, what do you? think happens to those animals in the field. They act like you can cut down a forest and plant <laughs> monocrop agriculture and till up all that dirt and you know, plant, you, you plant this giant field of stuff and then you roll through it with a, with this giant rolling thrashing death machine it's and you somehow don't kill, yeah. Yeah, you don't, you don't kill any of these animals. It's like every small animal out there is just getting run over and diced up. I mean, that just, and you, you showed it with your, with your bam, I mean, you're out here mowing and do you think a hundred percent of those slow Lazy mice got out of the way as you rolled through there.
0: (laughs) I do my best to not hit them, but I know I have a couple of times. But out of thirty encounters in the last few months, I think I've hit one. Like I, I try to not run them over. I, I, I don't like that feeling of knowing I just killed something in that horrific way.
1: The first time I ran over something was when I was in driver's ed, and there was this this chipmunk. And we were out in the middle of the nowhere in a country road, because that's where they take you, so you don't kill anybody but yourself. <laughs> and it, like, it ran, and as it was going, it darted, like, under the car, like, behind the front wheels, but in front of the back wheels. And I saw oh. it, and it made it, it made it halfway under the car, and it did not make it past those back wheels. And I looked back, and it was definitely dead in the right rearview mirror, and the driver's ed instructor did not let me hear the end of it. But I don't know what you're supposed to do in that case. You can't really slam on the brakes, you definitely don't want to swerve. Swerving is how you kill yourself and the animal. I definitely it's, I have no swerving instinct, which I, I found out when I destroyed that deer going at 70 miles an hour. <laughs> if an animal appears in front of me, I will slow down. I might slam on the brakes, but I will not swerve. Swerving is how you hit a tree and trees have less give than deer. Uh, yeah. So yes, I did over time like I kind of gradually built up in what I hit. You know, I hit a chipmunk first, then one day I ran over a, the biggest op- <laughs> possum in the History of the world I was back back when I worked at the newspaper second shift I was driving home at midnight down a two-lane divided or it was, it was a four-lane divided highway and uh like you know I got my brights on there's nobody out there and uh this giant possum comes into my lights and it was so big I didn't think break I didn't think swerve I didn't think anything I just thought damn that is a big possum <laughs> then kaboom like I thought I lost a tire. (laughs) That thing was so, it was, it was like hitting a bear. I don't know how it lived to get so big when it was that dumb and that slow, but I nailed that thing. Although now that I think about like, I didn't go back for all I know, it got up and shook it off and just kept going. And then ultimately I graduated to hitting the deer and the car did not come out so well from that one. So it it was an escalating process
0: wow what's next is the question james i don't know that you're gonna walk away alive from the next one
1: the next, you know what the, the craziest thing i ever saw somebody hit i saw a black bear dead on the side of the road oh my imagine God. what ha- i mean like we were driving by and i thought it was a giant filled trash bag and they looked over it's like no it was a bear and granted I don't pick up bears you know at least not when they're stuffed and or not when they're not stuffed and not wearing you know a tuxedo tuxedo. but I would estimate this thing had to be at least 400 pounds if not more like what the heck it had to be like a semi going at full speed to kill this thing and it's just yeah man I that that would be a bad day for everybody especially if you hit a bear and like if if you're in a car like the odds are that thing is still alive you just gotta stay in that car and hope (laughs) that bear is not out for revenge (laughs)
0: Oh, we could do this all day, James, but our listeners and our viewers have had plenty enough. They've had a a butt full of our ilk for another week. Should I walk us out of here or do you have another Yes,
1: I would just like to commend me for pulling this one out of the fire. You come in here, I have nothing, no disasters. And If I had not called you out on your lies, we would not have had any content for this week. But luckily, your life is one rolling disaster no matter how much denial you're in. So props to me saving the day.
0: Well, one thing we can't deny is that you'll see us again next week, dear viewer and dear uh, uh, listener. <laughs> and a <Singular>. next week. <laughs> <laughs> so Whoever the heck you are, you people. You nameless, faceless seven. This is Steve Lee. Dr. Steve for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell saying, thanks for watching, thanks for listening. When you hit a unicorn in your car, it will explode <laughs> like a meat sack full of blood. This is Steve Lee saying, uh, uh, oh, two wrongs can make a right. <laughs>